All right, welcome to Down by the Bank, sponsored by Brewers Pizza, tastily sponsored by Brewers Pizza, and affiliated with Big Cat Country at BigCatCountry.com. This is Corey. Hey guys, what's up? It's Derek. What's up, guys? It's JK3. We were just talking before we got started about how uh, our brackets for the NCAA tournament. No, no, uh, we weren't talking how they were going. You know, we were talking how absolutely crappy they are, especially mine. Okay, it just, I just I, I don't know what to do, man. I, I'm just gonna stop picking stuff, you know, sports. I, I just I, I can't do it. It's bad. It's just really bad. I mean, mine, mine's looking pretty good. I I predicted UMBC over the <laughs> <laughs> over number one seed. Stop I saw it. No, I saw it. I saw it. No. He screenshotted it to me. Stop I lying. saw it. And then look, yeah, look he's man, it, it, mine it, was yep. done. Mine was done like night one. Yeah. That was, I mean, that was pretty uh, crazy. I mean, you really, I remember talking to you before the game and you were just saying, I think they'll go up by 20 at one point. And I was like, what? And it just happened. So it's crazy stuff. You know what, man? I I, I can't do it anymore. I just, I just can't do it anymore with college basketball. It just gives me, you know, heart trouble. Yeah, I didn't even watch this year. Uh, I don't think, I mean, obviously UNF didn't make the NCAA tournament. What's below the NIT? Because I'm sure that's what they're in this time. Nothing. Is there something below that? They're at home. <laughs> the, the, the YMCA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the end of season tournament where everybody makes it regardless yeah. of record. Yeah. You know, Participation yeah. trophy. <laughs> yeah. Seeing them down at the park on the weekend if I walk yeah. down there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, man, that, that, the cool thing about the tournament is, it usually starts on like a weekday, and I usually try to front load my entire work week to finish up, so I can literally just sit on my laptop at work all day and just watch like twelve hours of basketball, and like that's good for the first two days, and then like the weekend comes, I'm like oh man, I don't, I don't care about this anymore. Yeah, is it because I I haven't really watched it at all this year? Is it on like True TV and all those weird channels again? Yep. yep. Yeah. Ted Turner, man. Ted Turner. <laughs> He's still alive? Yeah, he's still alive, man. He's still still kicking, still so. making all that money. Uh, he he put NFL games back on T- TNT if he could, like they used to in the mid-90s. NFL, NFL was on TNT? I didn't know that. Yeah, like in the mid-90s. He had a TV contract with them one of those nights. It wasn't like Monday night football. I think it was like like Thursday night or Sunday night football or something like that. Well, since we are actually a Jaguars podcast, of which there are many now in, in the World Wide Web, <laughs> I didn't want to mention, but I jokingly did want to mention at the same time, uh, down by the bank around since uh, 2000 and uh, what was it, 16 that we started, Derek? Yeah, yeah, 2016. We're, we're in our uh, second off season, so we're coming up on our third season. Uh, it's been really good, and uh, we got a, you know a lot of listeners worldwide, and we're just gonna keep the train going, you know. So we're we're ready. Uh, we've got a, you know some good free agency pickups and getting ready for the draft. So let's do it. That's yeah, right. shout out to all of our uh, our original fans, everyone that kind of stays with us and uh, that tweets us uh, and, and lets you know that you're still engaged. We appreciate everyone. I really do appreciate everyone reaching out on Twitter. Some of the p- folks that uh, some of the new followers that we've gotten. And uh, I appreciate you guys sticking with the the original polo, not the USPA polo <laughs> or the chat. The, <laughs> the, the manless, horse. the manless horse. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the original horse. I, I appreciate y'all sticking with the the original polo, not not going and getting the uh, the, the the USPA or uh, US Polo Association. Staying with the classic and original. 
Yeah. You talking yeah. about like the the little polo logos versus the giant one, or is that not what you're saying? No, no, that, that's all the same. But you know, you have U.S. Polo Association that has like two guys playing polo on it. You got the regular polo with the one guy playing polo on it, and then you got just much off brand chaps. Yeah. You know, Ralph Lauren Sport. We can go for days. So uh, a couple things that I think we just kind of, you know, just want to throw out there before we get started on the Jags free agency stuff and just kind of giving our general comments on that. But uh, the uh, so I know that the Jags, Derek, you were saying that one of the guys on NFL Network were, were talking about how we should make a trade for that guy that just got punched in the club the other day. Yeah, he didn't get punched in the club. That's somebody trying to let everybody wants to look like uh, you know, look like what's his face? Uh, OBJ, you know, jokers these days. Um, but no, Bucky Brooks, man. I think Bucky Brooks or, uh, may have been another, uh, one of the guys, but he made a tweet about trading for the first and the third for OBJ. No. Okay. No. No. The guy's an exceptional talent, but he's also an exceptional headache. You think Jalen is bad? Okay. When he gets going, you ain't seen nothing yet. And, you know, God forbid if Bortles throws the ball high, you know, he'll go on to, you know, tear up the entire water cooler area if we had him on our team. And plus, it doesn't make any sense for Trey a first and a third for him. So thanks, but no thanks. Uh, we're doing just fine. You know, we got to improve by four minutes. If you look at it, the way this free agency class is set up, you know, yeah, we lost A-Rob. Yeah, we lost Colvin. We knew we were going to lose Colvin. Okay, doesn't make any sense to pay him all that money at nickel. All right, let him go get his. A-Rob, eh, it's 50-50 with everybody. Uh, you know, even here on the podcast, JK3, you know, we kind of talked about it last episode. He was like, no. I'm like, yeah. So we'll see. But we're trying to improve by four minutes. And I think we did a, a decent job in doing that. So, Yeah, I mean, it, it was one of those things where I'll, everyone – Free agency really cracks me up, man, because during the season, you, you see how a player plays like Colvin, and we'll get on to him a little bit later, but how Colvin plays, and you're just like, man, you know, you're, we're going to either have to pay Colvin, or Colvin's going to have to go somewhere and get his money, um, and people are actually surprised when he actually goes to the, the Texans or anything, or another divisional opponent. Funny thing about fans is, as fans, we are fanatical about our team, so of course, we would never put on a Houston Texans, you know sweater or a t-shirt or anything else like that but if he goes to a divisional opponent it's clearly he's chasing money that divisional opponents rivalries none of that matters if someone's handing you you know a a check that you've never seen before uh and, and living out a dream to secure your family and secure you know everything else like that so i mean the free agency it's really surprising to see some people like oh man i can't believe he went to the texans it's just Come on, you knew he was going to go. You knew that our secondary is probably the the strong is the strongest secondary. Uh, I would have to say, or at least our corners are are the strongest corners in the league. So for him to go somewhere and be a spotlight player and not just a a role player is something that we expected him to do, especially after the year he made. He had a career year. So you guys don't have any uh, inclination when you see the pictures of him holding up a Texans jersey on Twitter to think, oh man, what a traitor or anything like that. Not even just a little bit. You don't feel a little bit. No. No, not at all, man. It's at the end of the day, he's like JK3 said, he's chasing a check. And when you're chasing a check, you really got to sit back and think about if you were in his shoes, what would you do? I'm going to stay loyal to my team. I'm going to take, you know, an eight or nine million dollar pay cut, okay, and go try and win a Super Bowl ring. And then in a couple years, then I'll go chase my money. 
doesn't work like that. It never has and it never will. So they just need, people need to get over it. Just need to get over it. Well, just kind of staying on that uh, since you brought it up. So it looks like the the Texans also added a guy that I was kind of surprised. And JK3, you mentioned this beforehand. I was just kind of surprised on how uh, uh, little money and I guess years he had on that deal. But you you said that uh, Honey Badger went to the Texans as well. Yeah, um, you know, Ty- Tyron Matthew has been one of my. He, he's a really good player. And I really like him. I like his style that he plays. Uh, I like his personality. I like what he brings to a team. He's a really good player. Um, you know, that's one of the things that really kind of raises an eye to me when team, when, when players come into the division, other than team or players leaving the division. Um, he's a really good safety. He's a ball hawk safety. Uh, and he's smart too. Uh, and I think he brings a lot of aggressiveness, uh, you know, to that Texans defense. If that defense can stay healthy. That's the key word. If that defense or if the team can stay healthy, Houston on paper, you know, just really improved really good. I mean, you got to look at some of their their cornerbacks that they added, uh, Colvin, um, you know, what they added also in the uh, secondary with Matthew. Their linebacking core is pretty good. They were banged up with some injuries. Their defensive line, you got J.J. Watt and, you know, Clowney. So Merciless also kind of comes back and forth on there, too. Um, it, that, that was really eye-opening to see that, you know, not to lobby too much for the Texans, but that was really eye-opening to see him want to come to the AFC South. A lot of, a lot of, you know, marquee players and a lot of players that people universally know in the NFL, you know, really don't come to the AFC South that often. So that was pretty good. And to stay on defense, we picked up DJ Hayden on our side. Uh, one guy that I guess used to be a former first round draft pick, uh, I guess with Detroit, um, so what kind of role, and Derek, I'll start with you. What kind of role do you see him fitting with the defense? Is he replacing, uh, I guess, the spot Colvin was in, or is he just more depth? No, he's he's going to be the nickel. Um, unfortunately, he was, you know, got a little bit of a reputation for some pass interference um, uh, penalties because of guarding the smaller, quicker receivers. And, uh, you know, Colvin was known to be a good cover corner and able to keep up with those slot receivers. Um, he does bring experience and, and you never know a fresh start, you know, might, you know, eliminate those things and better coaching because in Detroit, everybody knows it's all about Matt Stafford and everybody else takes a back seat. Whereas here it's, it's more balanced. Yeah. The defense is clearly better than the offense, but he'll get, he'll get an opportunity to, uh, I think make plays with better players around him and better coaching. So. Yeah, he, he's coming from a defense also where you got a really another good corner, um, you know, Slay. So Slay is a uh, is a pretty good corner, and with him coming in, he's definitely taking that 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 spot with Colvin, definitely stepping in immediately as a nickel cornerback. And I think it's a very important, um, you know, probably the most important DB role on our on our uh, in our secondary because you know what Jalen and AJ are going to do. They're going to lock their person down. They're going to lock whoever's in there. That slot, if you play against a team that has a, sl- a really good slot receiver, uh, like a Cooper Cup, um, you know, a um, Danny Amendola, uh, the, I can't, the Thielen from, uh, from the Vikings, you know, you get, you get a slot in there. The slots are, you know, they're, they're pretty good. That's one of your, you know, emerging receivers and one of your emerging uh, positions on the football team is a slot receiver. Um, and having that versatility to cover somebody that can go inside or outside, stop and go, uh, post corner, post any kind of crazy route that a slot receiver would run. 
Uh, definitely big shoes for him to fill there. So I'll, I'll be excited to see where, they, where he does. One guy that we did trade uh, over from another division rival to us is Dante Moncrief at wide receiver. Um, obviously, to get into the wide receiver role just in general, we lost Allen Robinson to Chicago. Um, Moncrief is a guy that, I mean, is he going to fit? sort of the the role that Allen Robinson had or what's the the details on him? He's more of like a quick fast guy, right? Man, I with the with Moncrief on paper, you know, I think he's six foot, like two twelve, kind of very similar to Allen Robinson. Um he's not as consistent as Allen Robinson is. Allen Robinson, you can say literally when Blake threw up the ball to him, it was a 50-50 ball. It was either he was coming down with the ball or it was going to be incomplete. I think with Moncrief, um, you know, he's very similar. You know, he can go up and he can, he can go up, but will he go up? I think a lot of his, his, uh, his issue was consistency. Like, is he going to be able to play? Is he going to dress? Is he going to feel like practicing, playing, et cetera? Wow. That, so that was his reputation is just like work ethic or work ethic. I think so. I, I think a lot of it was consistency. Like, you know, watching some of the Indianapolis really hasn't had a quarterback the last two years. I mean, with, with luck, but you can see some of the times when he's running the routes. Um, I, I think that he was giving up on a couple balls. Uh, you know, I also think that he's when they've been out in garbage time, the effort hasn't really been there also. Yeah, well, and Derek, from a purely financial standpoint, if we can get uh, even the slightest amount of production comparable to Allen Robinson, which as of last year was nothing because he was injured all year and really not a whole lot over the last two seasons, I guess. Uh, the financial difference is pretty substantial. Uh, Robinson, I, I look in here at my notes. Uh, what was it? 42 million overall, 6 million signing bonus, uh, 25 guaranteed. And then, of course, uh, Moncrief is substantially less than that, just in the, uh, the seven to, to eight, maybe nine million dollar range. So, uh, how do you look at that whole thing, Derek, with Robinson leaving and bringing on Moncrief and just the wide receiver position in general? First of all, okay, if he really thinks that Mitch Trubisky, okay, let's say that again, Mitch Trubisky is going to be just this, you know, oh, I'm, he's going to throw for 40 touchdowns and him and A Rob are going to click, you, you know, no, no, okay, it's not going to happen. All right. You know, the Bears, they got they got a little bit. We'll get into that in another episode. But, you know, they got somebody on their team that wants to get paid as in their running back. And he ain't the greatest of locker room people. So let's just say so um, that whole offense with Trubisky and a Rob coming in. Jordan Howard's going to want the ball 30 times a game. We'll see how that goes. We, we really will. But as far as uh, bringing Moncrief in, yeah, it's a decent pick, you know, pick up. It's 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 another, you know, plug in. It's another guy. That can you know go out and make plays when playing well. Um, as far as the the financial, yeah, it makes sense because the Jaguars want to run the ball. It's it's our mo. It's what we do well. It's what we do best. We run the ball and we play defense. The games we win and when we win big aren't because Bortles throws for four hundred yards. You know, I think the only time Bortles had big big numbers in the passing game was the Seattle game, depleted secondary. We get that. Um, because, you know, they just, you know, Seattle just had no respect for him. You know, they didn't see it coming. Um, so it, it makes financial sense. It makes sense for what the team is built around. And like I said at the beginning, we're talking about four minutes. We're trying to get four minutes better. You know, A-Rob, yes, would he, had he been there, would we be four minutes better? Sure, he would have. But we're now able to get multiple pieces, especially in the running game with the sign signing of the offensive line, uh, lineman, 
and so it just it just makes more sense. Yeah, I'm just now getting the four minutes better thing. By the way, is that something you? Just, <laughs> is that something? Did you make that up, or is that something? Yeah, I'm just. Saying? It's just on the fly. Okay. No, nobody's been saying anything. It's okay. just on the fly. I, like I, I, I promise you, I didn't, you know, like rip that. that off or anything. You know, somebody, you know, might rip that off from us, but I, I no way. It, it, yeah. It's all about we had the, cool. we had the we had Tom Brady on the ropes the whole game, and we slipped up for four minutes. It's like back in the day when you had Mike Tyson beat. And you know you're you're beating him, you're jabbing him, you're jabbing him. But if he gets that one uppercut or hook in, you're done. And that's what happened to us. You know, you know. Hopefully, Norwell will be able to improve the offensive line, which I think he will. And then you know, if we clean up the right side, they were talking about uh, Pouncey from the Dolphins is out there still. And you know, I, I don't know what they're gonna do, but obviously and clearly, we want to we want to run the ball. So. Um, one thing that uh, I guess <laughs> financially worked out because it wasn't too much of an investment, but I know uh, JK3, you're in the same boat as me, that we both had recently acquired TJ Maxx Marshalls jerseys uh, for Allen Robinson, which hypothetically we could probably get at like 90% discount now. So <laughs> um, Yeah, I don't know. yeah, for sure, for sure getting Fran going up in the man cave. Um, you know, I, I, I enjoyed watching AR while he was here. Uh, definitely made some great plays, but uh, I really want that 1999 back. <laughs> yeah, I think I still have the tags on mine because the one I got was just way too big. I just, I mostly I wanted to get it to get it, you know, for my daughter to maybe get it signed, you know, for her, of course, not me. Um, but uh, yeah, so. Uh, and did, was the video of the guy burning the Allen Robinson jersey was that legit or was that a joke thing? I never found that out. I think he I, did he burn it. I thought somebody like I th- I saw one on Twitter where a guy was like he he said that he hates to do this and he was holding a lighter to it, but he lit a candle <laughs> instead of the okay. jersey. Yeah, yeah we don't need to burn. We don't need to burn jerseys. Uh, it's that's the stupidest yeah, thing, ever, man. Yeah, the, the guy. Okay, let's let's put it into perspective here, really quick. How many games did he play in his time here with the team? You know, so he missed you know fifteen and a half games last year, plus the playoffs. Uh, he played the year before uh, all sixteen games, and then the year before he played all six. Did he play all sixteen games or only like ten or twelve games? Now nah, he he yeah it was, he, he so, didn't even play that many. Yeah, so. The Jags, you know, they they made a business decision. If you look at when uh, Caldwell has made decisions with the help of Tom Coughlin now, everything's been, yeah, it's for the good of the team, but it's also a business decision. And the business is, A-Rob can't stay healthy. That's a shame because he's an incredible talent, but it's it's a fact. You know, proof's in the numbers. So, you know, Corey, you, you like all the, the analytical stuff. And, and uh, when, when A-Rob's on the field, he's he's exceptional. But he hasn't been on the field, but maybe 50, 60% of the time he was here. Uh, so, uh, but I, I say this to, to sum it all up, he's going to learn because if he thinks he's going to go up there to Chicago and they're going to magically have everything fixed with Mitch Trubisky. You know, I hope somebody, you know, I hope I'm not wrong because I don't think he's good at all. As a matter of fact, Bortles is definitely a better quarterback than him. That one idiot on NFL.com that said Bortles isn't even in the top 32 quarterbacks in the league. It's just, it's stupid, you know, so we'll see. Yeah, he did. It was a candle, by the way. You were right. I just read that. (laughs) I guess I shouldn't trust the screenshots. 
Um, <clears throat> but uh, speaking of quarterback, one thing uh, I'll point out too, I saw, I don't know if you guys saw the uh, AJ Boye interview on NFL Network that he did, um, but he was pretty defensive of Blake Bortles. And I, I like the whole, uh, the team oriented mindset that that's coming from, from everybody, even after that loss, but uh, backup quarterback, Chad Henney's now gone to Kansas city. Uh, so what do you guys think the plan is there? Do you think we'll draft somebody? We'll pick up a veteran or, you know, what would you do? Uh, I think it's going to, going to be draft. I, I really hope that it is somebody in the draft because that, that would just be, you know, somebody that can, that we can kind of groom someone we can kind of bring in and, and learn and, and young into the playbook. Chad Henney was just, I mean, he was a backup. He was a serviceable backup. He was there for what it was. But, I mean, you really got to start looking at your future. Uh, you really got to start looking at is is Blake going to be around for that elusive third quarterback contract? Um, you know, that that kind of thing. So, And I don't think Henny – Henny's got the best job in the NFL. He's a career backup. I mean, that's going to be – that's awesome. He's going to be behind Mahomes in, uh, in, in Kansas City. He's going to collect a couple million like he's been doing. And he's going to still, you know, get out of the league w- without having any uh, significant brain injury. So that's the best job in the league. Yeah, it's, oh, well, you know, we, we got to move on. Obviously, we know the Jags. Yeah, we re-signed Blake for three years. But are we fully committed to Blake in the long term? You know, five, six, seven years that a lot of these QBs get? No, we're not. Um you know, if you look at uh, deals like uh, what was it Cousins? You know, yeah, he got you know, you know a lot more money, but his deal was three years, so uh, that may have been like a, a cap and collective bargaining issue. Um, and who knows? Maybe that's what the reason why that they only came to a three-year agreement too. Maybe it was more, but it doesn't seem like it. So the draft is a good place to start. Uh, they got a lot of you know good quarterbacks out there. A lot of them will be gone by the time we pick 29th. Are we going to pick a QB 29th? Probably not. Uh, but, you know, there's a lot of, you know, everyone, you know, the Lamar Jackson thing is, you know, he's a project, put him in behind Blake, let him learn the playbook, learn how to be a, a professional. Who knows? Who knows? But we are, I think we are going to draft one. I really do. Yeah. Two-year contract with Kansas City. Uh, matches. I, I think I had written down two pass attempts in the last two seasons. So, uh, but yeah, I guess he's. Uh, they're looking at him just kind of in a similar way that we did, just in ter- terms of a mentor type role. Um, most of money in free agency obviously went to the the big signing that we uh, got into the news. Uh, you know, for for more than anything, which was Andrew Norwell, uh, sixty six point five million dollar contract. Um, so everybody saw the stat from PFF that he didn't allow one sack or quarterback pressure in 2017. So, uh, how do you guys look at this move? I mean, obviously it's a, a upgrade over Obame who went to the giants, but more than anything, it, it seems to be everybody's perspective that it's just more to show that we're committed to the run this year than the past, especially with us letting Robinson go too. So you bring that, you bring, you bring Norvell in, obviously the highest rated offensive line and so from a while ago remember when dallas not this year or the not this past year but the year before last uh where they had the best offensive line in in football it's when you know zeke was running rampant uh dak had all this time just to literally play seven on seven 
exactly what we mentioned. And for all our day one listeners, we mentioned you take care of your offensive line. Everything else falls into play. You bring in good offensive line help. You bring in some hogs. And then they they literally do their job. They create run gaps for Fournette. They create uh, walls for Blake Bortles. Uh, and, and it's awesome. And to complement uh, that, the the, the uh, guard signing, the the two tight ends they brought in also on the offensive line are going to help huge too. Because I mean, you got Mercedes, who's arguably the best blocking tight end in the NFL. Niles Paul can be a serviceable uh, blocking tight end also that can help with the run. And uh, ASJ, even though it doesn't really have to do with the run, but that prevents teams from loading eight and nine in the box like they did towards the end of the season, even though Fournette was our our, our main bread and butter. Having those uh, those offense, or excuse me, having the tight ends and the guard on there also is really going to help open up for a lot of play action for us. Yeah, I'm a big proponent of you know, big preacher of the you know, offensive line uh, play. I, I like the the signing. I, I can't see nothing wrong with it. Um, I think we we're gonna do some really special things next season with that O line if they gel quickly and are able to stay healthy. Um, if you look at a lot of the teams in the league that have good offensive lines, um, they're usually there at the end. Um, for instance, like even, even New England, you know, they have an average offensive line, but their quarterback's great. But when they do, you know, do things well and run the football, their offensive line, they're able to mash. So it's almost like you choose to, you know, run the football when you, when you want to, when it a lot, when, when the defense not allows you to, but when it's in the scheme to do it. And when you're able to mash and really get between the tackles and run the ball, it makes everything so much easier. And that's what they're trying to do for Bortles, is they're trying to make things easy for him. Um, and any QB would love to play behind a you know O-line that's just killing block, you know, killing defensive linemen and picking up blitzes. You know, it'd be, it's their dream, so... Yeah, well, he seems to be a big uh, culture fit, which I think is one of the things that Caldwell mentioned in his press conference. Uh, they considered him one to be, I guess, one of the top free agents, but also that uh, he just was a guy that seemed to fit well in the locker room and had the character that they like to look uh, look for. So, and he even said it in the press conference, uh, Norwell's press conference, that you know he was super supportive of Blake. I think he called him, uh, you know, their franchise quarterback, which which is great. Uh, but also that you know he obviously and the team has Super Bowl aspirations, which fits the team's win now philosophy as well. So, uh, huge. Pick up, uh, probably the the one that garnered the most attention for sure. Um, but one the other day that also kind of got some attention as well. And you guys will have to correct me if I'm not pronouncing his name right. But Austin, uh, is it Safarian Jenkins? Yep, that's right. Yeah. So uh, young guy at 25 years old. I didn't realize he was that young. It just feels like he's been in the league for a while for some reason. Um, I remember him doing really awesome on my fantasy team one year, a couple of years back when he was on Tampa Bay. So obviously he had uh, uh, some productive <clears throat> t- times in his career so far. But uh, two years, $10 million, uh, with him getting picked up. I mean, isn't he more of a pass-catching tight end? Is that kind of a shift in the uh, the way that we're playing with the tight end position? He is a pass-catching tight end. My only thing is keep him away from the beach, man. Just keep him away from the beach. Sorry to all the business and beach bars out there. Just keep him away because he's got he's had some off-the-field issues. Hopefully he's cleaned all that up and he's ready to be a constant professional. But, man, he can be a, a special talent if he can you know stay focused on the task at hand. Yeah, I think that's what really kind of led to it because I think he is a recovering um, – 
you know, he he had some all off field problems and he is recovering from that. And uh, he he had a really good uh, video and a good write up about him, you know, being more of a professional and, you know, getting that cleaned up. But I mean, dude, last year, 50 catches. I mean, yeah, it was with the Jets and who was throwing the ball in New York last year for him to have 50 catches and, you know, an average almost like eight yards a catch. I mean, that's huge for us. Uh, I don't think Mercedes has ever sniffed 50 catches in a in a season at all as, as he's been here. So uh, that, that's going to be big. But the, the game of the tight end, or excuse me, with the with the game of football, the tight end now is, you know, one of your 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 pass catching threats. That's somebody who you want to be able to use. Uh, it'd be really good to finally catch teams in those mismatches that we um, that we were caught in. Uh, you know, I understand and and happy retirement pause. But when we would have like pause covering a tight end that's just streaking down the field, hopefully we get we we catch some other people in those uh, mismatches uh, with ASJ. So is he kind of looked at a, I don't know, with them signing Norwell to bolster the run game and bringing in a guy like Moncrief and then uh, uh, Safarian Jenkins, is are those two guys kind of considered the quasi-replacement for Allen Robbins, Robinson's projected production, I guess? Like are, they're not trying to replace him with like a guy of his caliber, but just try to in some ways replace his numbers? Does that make sense? Yes and no. It's more like, you know, Austin, you know, Jenkins, you know, definitely can be a red zone threat. So, um, you'll, you'll definitely see him in, in, you know, inside the 20 trying to make plays, but it, it's more of a scheme fit for the Jags because of what they're trying to do. A lot of, uh, passes, especially seen passes down the middle of the field off play action. You know, if you got a big six, six target to throw to that can move and run and he's matched up on, you know, let's use an example. Safarian Jenkins against Jonathan Cyprian. We played them twice a year. I will take that matchup all day long. Yeah, I agree. And then also it makes it, like you mentioned earlier, Derek, it makes things easier uh, for Blake, considering that he's more, more most efficient during play action. And he, he's most efficient, efficient when the plays are coming across his face. So that's uh, definitely something that's going to really help out. But again, having that threat, having that tight end threat that you can, you don't know what he's going to do or know where he's going to be or how, you know, what, what route or what, if it's going to be run or run block or anything else like that, that just opens up your playbook and, and makes things just so much easier instead of them scheming for Fournette or scheming for Corey Grant or Yeldon. So I guess just overall with free agency, the way it's played out, um, are you guys, you know, optimistic? Uh, I know that we lost Colvin, who was one of the, you know, the big contributors from last season. But for the most part, as far as I can tell, it seems like it's been a net gain overall. I mean, you can't forget the signing and bringing back of Don Carey the <laughs> third. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, uh... you, can't, you can't forget that. His name's just funny to me for some reason. It just doesn't sound like, you know, some like threatening NFL player name. It sounds like some guy who would sell like insurance or something. Oh jeez. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Now that's you know brutal. I mean? What? That's brutal. The Don, I mean, Don Carey uh State Farm agent or something like that? I don't know. But but look at it this way. <laughs> you know, think about the games we won last year because of special teams. At least two or three of them, right? Think about the games we lost because of special teams also. That's true, too. For sure for sure, lost that Rams game because of special teams. You're right. You're exactly right. So it's it's important. 
um, you know, who was it? I think it's McCray or whatever that uh, the Jags didn't bring back. Yeah. And, and right. uh, you know, Kerry took his spot. You know, veteran presence, leadership. Uh, when you see when a veteran, especially uh, if he's been with a team, uh, when he comes to a team and he sees how close they were to getting to that championship game, to get into that Super Bowl, you know, they're going to give it everything they got to, to, to do their part. Um, and I think, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a decent pickup, you know, gotta, we gotta find somebody to play special teams and we gotta find somebody to, to do it well. So it doesn't shoot us in the foot. Yeah. So what do you, what do you guys think about the Marquise Lee signing? Interesting to, to hear your thoughts on that. Uh, uh, eh, that's the only thing I kind of don't like about uh, the free agency period because it's just, I don't Why, know. Like, the, like the financial commitment or just him getting re-signed in general? Him getting re-signed in general. It just Really? He's never huh. been a guy that just... he The last couple games, especially in the playoffs, he definitely came up big, and I would like to see that. You know, he's he's doesn't have the injury issues anymore. He's playing, you know, uh, hurt, injured. He's still getting out there on the field. But just there were some there were some plays last year that, you know, some drops, man. And I get, you know, anybody else, you throw us out there, yeah, we, we might drop the ball, you know. If you talk to some armchair guys who think they can go out and play receiver in the NFL. But when you're at that at that uh, caliber, when you're at that level, you got to be able to catch the ball. And, you know, you're not going to get too many good targets from Blake. We know that. He throws, you know, all over the place. But when it hits you in the breadbasket, you got to be able to catch it. And sometimes he didn't. So I'm, I'm 50-50 on it. But hey, we got a lot of number twos and number threes on our uh, receiving uh, depth chart. So hopefully somebody during camp can step up and and take those uh, number one and number two slots. Uh, the the thing that really scares me the most is that now Marquise Lee is the most veteran oh, wide receiver group that we have coming coming from a guy that got a call at a crucial point in the game and did some kind of weird hip thrust, you know, because he got the call from the referee. <laughs> Wait, what is that? What are you talking about? You don't, you don't remember that? Like it, it was um I forget what game it was, but he got a pass interference call in the end zone and he did like some weird like dance oh, because yeah, he got yeah, the yeah. call. Yeah, right. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So, if if he that that that's what is the number 1, that's our most veteran receiver in in the receiver room. So you have that and then also there isn't a downfield presence uh that we have. I mean everyone can say DD Westbrook is this, DD Keelan Cole is going to be that. Okay. We identified Keelan Cole as a training camp, you know, superstar. We didn't think he was going to be what he was last year. Like we we went and saw him at training camp that one night and we're like, "Wow, this this dude Cole is cool. We hope he makes a team." We went from hoping to making the team to now Saying, "Oh yeah, Keelan Cole's going to be our starting wide receiver." Like, come on. Everything I read is that they, aside from that stupid play that you're talking about, or the the thing that he did after the play, was that they really liked his presence in the locker room. Everything I've read is that he was huge with Dee Dee Westbrook and uh, Keelan Cole and all those guys. That he showed a lot of uh, leadership and uh, spent a lot of time with them. So I don't know. Maybe that was a locker room uh, pickup more than anything. And it could have been. It could have been because you know Coughlin and and, and Marone and and Caldwell, they're big on that. They're yeah. huge on that. So you know you get better together. Uh, and if he was doing that, if he was taking the younger guys under his wing, 
and uh, trying to, you know, show them the ropes and show them the way since he had, you know, three, four years experience, then hats off to him. But, uh, you know, we're talking about production. Those are things that, you know, as fans, even a lot of media, they can't see those things. And they won't see those things. Tom Coughlin won't allow it. So um, we'll, we'll see. We will look, see. I mean, look, Derek, I mean, I, I made this up right now on the spot, but we just need four minutes is all we need. I mean, that's what we need this season. <laughs> hey. I just made that up. So TM, <laughs> C hey. with a circle around it. <laughs> hey, I'm just, you know, I'm speaking as a true fan. That's all. I I'm actually, doing. you know, funny enough, I actually like that. They should definitely make that like their slogan for this year. I actually really like that. <laughs> Jaguars marketing. <laughs> Will, will you be there when we are four minutes away? Yeah. yeah. Will, will you Season get tickets will, now? Will you will you get us the next four minutes we need? Will you be a part of that? <laughs> hey, um, I, I got nothing. You know, I, I think of this stuff on the fly, and I, I that's what I think makes you know when we when we have these discussions and and we record these episodes. You know, for the for the listeners out there, you know, uh, one we appreciate you guys listening to us. But two, it's it's original content. It's not you know off. The, it's not anything where we spend you know two weeks researching other you know podcasts or journalism. It's it's our own opinions, and it, that's what you know a fan, a true fan should be. Even when we were losing, you know, now that we're you know we got ten wins under our belt, like you said, we got you know some other podcasts and other publications out there. But hey, original content, man. Plus, I mean, we're sponsored by a pizza company, and the other ones can't hey. say that. So, hey. I mean, that's... Uh, a pizza company that makes their own beer, beer. and the beer is actually really, really good. Yeah, I had some, uh, you, you know, I, what, where, where was I when I had some Pinglehead Brewery? Uh, oh, gosh. The, what's the, the Hurricanes? They have some on tap. And I got a flight uh, a couple weeks ago, and I had some. It was pretty good. It was really good. So It's good. Yeah. Everybody go to uh, Brewer's Pizza. Orange Park in Clay County's only brew pub, and they only need four minutes. <laughs> See, there you go again. So, so you almost want me to tell the story about what the podcast name almost was until, you know, I, you know, and I'm not taking credit like I'm just one person here because it's three of us, but the podcast name almost wasn't down by the bank. It was something else. And, uh, you know, I remember when Corey, when you told me what you wanted to name it, I was like, nah, we got to think of something just a little bit more flashy. Don't know why, but just off the yeah. top of the head, man. Off the well, top of the head. What was it? Um, uh, only if he was released. I think so. That was, that was one of them. Yeah. That was yeah. like playing on that whole thing with podcasts, like, you know, funny, ironic names. But that would have gotten, see, that would have been lame by now. We would have had to have. Basically, that JK three that was all, that was the Dave Caldwell quote about Tim Tebow at the time. You know, we won't we won't yeah we won't pick him up even if he's released. I, I recall, and I was uh, highly upset about that. But yeah, carry on. And then Derek was like, "Corey, we got to drive sticker sales. We got to drive T shirt sales. All right, we uh, need something iconic. We need something that's, that's a brand. That, that, that's definitely not what I said. <laughs> <laughs> I literally sat in a chair and I looked at. I said, well." We're both bankers, and the river is or the river. It's on the river banks, the stadium, and it's named, you know, after a bank. So let's call it down by the bank. Um, 
But yeah, anyway, I, I love what we do, you know, getting together and talking about this stuff. I'm excited about the free agency period. I'm excited about the draft, and I'm ready for next season to start and go through that murderer's row schedule we have. Um, and once we kick butt again and shut everybody up again, you know, then, you know, hopefully we can get some respect. I don't know what they want us to do, the, the national media. You know, we got to win the Super Bowl to get respect. We know that, but it's like, you know, they still have other teams. You know, ahead of us, other divisions. The AFC South sucks. Didn't the AFC South teams win playoff games last season? So, and, di- and didn't the Jags go, what, 5-0 and against the AFC North, which is supposed to be the toughest co- uh, division in the AFC? So, they were only four minutes away from the Super Bowl. Yeah. Man. Hey, four minutes, man. <laughs> four, four minutes. minutes. <laughs> you, you, got, you guys are going to beat me up over that, man. What, what? We, I think we should change the podcast name to Four Minutes Away, to be honest with you. I mean, that's probably a cool shirt. So. No, we got to cut that um, because, you know, we're going to give somebody some of our original content. So, <laughs> Yeah. Um, but, uh, and I just renewed my season tickets. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so definitely excited about that. Um, I'm going to the, uh, can anybody let me know when the actual date is like that pick a seat date where you can go into the stadium and pick your actual seat and you know, yeah, I just need to know when that is. I asked him about that. The guy, cause I had a new rep this year to ask him if I could go down for seat relocation in case we wanted, just wanted to see if there was something else in our section. Um, and they, he told me they didn't do that anymore. So I don't know. Really? Yeah. I don't know if he just meant the relocation event or if they just don't do it in general, but, um, yeah, he he said that there wasn't anything like that anymore. So I don't know. Maybe somebody can correct us wrong if I'm not talking about the same thing. But that's what happens when you win ten games. You know, they they yeah. take. We're, the we're not gonna we're, we're not gonna let you in. We're not gonna court you anymore. It's like you want these seats or not, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're we're legit now. So uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they also yeah, told you me want, you want him or not. They told me tell that JK three guy he can't be bringing in his own food anymore either. He's got to pay. Uh, <laughs> I, that that would be the worst thing ever, man. Because I got kids and shit, and like that that popcorn is so expensive. So I would much rather just be able to bring my own popcorn, graham crackers, Capri Suns, and my little freezer bag. Please let me still bring that in. I do all my eating and drinking outside the tailgate anyway. So no, like, don't let him lie drinking. to you. Don't let him lie to you, people. <laughs> He's the only guy in the stands that still got on a starter jacket, and it's full of snacks, okay? <laughs> He's got Everything. Capri's in every, the inside. Every pocket. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking about investing in some of those zip-away uh, cargo pants. Oh, yeah. <laughs> some of that food, though, like we're talking about like week one or week two, you know, in like 110 degree weather. I mean, I don't know what you're putting in those uh, in your clothes, but non 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 perishable. Bringing in a can, <laughs> bringing in a can of tuna, <laughs> milk, <laughs> milk pouches. <laughs> <laughs> can of tuna that's disgusting can you imagine just sitting there and somebody rips open a can of tuna and just starts eating it with their hands might actually do that straight so. and they have four I, I mean i use forks man i'm not a barbarian <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah yeah so uh for for game day this year you got to retire the alan robinson but i can definitely bust out the don carry from my uh from my closet again so that's exciting um all right, so uh, we'll kind of wrap it there, and I guess the next thing we have coming up soon, uh, hopefully we'll record before then, is the NFL draft. I don't. Are there any other deadlines prior to that that I'm not thinking of? No, it's the pro day circuit right now. 
Um, so, you know, the draft is on the 26th of April. So all the schools will have their pro days. I think the Florida schools are next week. So a lot of the teams will be down here because, you know, each, you know, Florida schools always produce NFL talent. Um, they, they just started it up too. So it's going to take a while. So, um, the draft said Thursday, the 26th. For once, we're not in the top five. So you have to actually watch the entire draft to see what we do. <laughs> it's crazy. And that, that's it, man. Oh, and uh, R.I.P. Pause, right? <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> oh, you're tired. You didn't die. R.I.P. R.I.P. Not R.I.P. He's thirty-three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's not what I. That's not what I meant. <laughs> whatever, whatever you say for retirement. Happy retirement. Hopefully, he joins on as a coach or something. Consultant. Yeah. Yeah. What if he's still going to stick around to hang up hurricane shutters? <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, we will talk to you guys next time. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.